You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the, the, the Course Creator Community Podcast, the place where course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm super excited this week because we have a very special guest all the way from Lincoln in the UK. I don't even know where Lincoln is, but I, I know it's you can't get any further away from Australia than, than that, I think. It's he's, he's living, it's probably early morning over there. It's late night over here. So a little bit about this person. He's a digital entrepreneur with a history of scaling and automating businesses. He's, he's, um, he's membership site on his own. He's built it to 600 paying customers. And these customers are paying between 30 to 90 quid. That's if you're not from the UK, that's um, pounds. It's more than dollars, right? I, I don't know the conversion, but it's more than 30 to 90 dollars. So that's a pretty cool uh, achievement. And now he works with course creators, bloggers, and coaches to build, launch, and scale their membership site. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Ryan Carruthers. Ryan, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Yes, I'm awesome. Uh, Ryan, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I have, but I think after hearing you just introduce me, I want you to just follow me around now all the time and just introduce <laughs> me into every room I go into. I mean, wow, I'm like buzzing now. Um, so the mantra or the quote that I really like is life is 30% events and 70% how you handle them. So people go through life thinking that it's all actually events that are happening to you. But, and then a smaller portion is how you handle them. I actually think it's switched the other way. Life is only a small amount of events. And then the rest is how you actually handle that. Because um, I always describe my life as a series of unfortunate events that led to a series of very fortunate ones, um, which I'm sure we're going to get into. So, um, so yeah, life is 30% events, 70% how you handle them. Yes, love that. I, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day, which was pretty cool. It was something about um, two twins. I don't know if you've heard this story. I don't know if it's a true story or it's just a, a fable, you know, uh, but it's a good message anyway, where it was essentially two twins. And their dad was a, a thug, you know, he was an alcoholic, he was in and out of jail, you know, and then one, one of the twins, one of the sons followed the same path, you know, was a criminal in and out of jail, you know, alcoholic, and the other one became like super successful, you know, rich person. And they asked both of the twins the, the same question. They're like, hey, you know, how come you're in jail and, and you're an alcoholic? And he's like, well, my dad was, you know, what do you expect? And the other, the other twin said the exact same, they're like, how, why are you so successful? So well, my dad was a was an alcoholic and you know drug and um, drug addict. What do you expect? So one of them sort of used it to be like, well, you know, my dad was like that. What else can I do? The other one was like, well, shit, my dad was like that. There's no freaking way I'm going to be like that. So yeah. I think that that you know, I, I probably butchered the story, but I'm sure we we get the message. Um, Ryan, what I was hoping to do today. Now I'll give a bit of a bit of a summary for the listeners that you know may not have, have heard of you. I, I don't know. I think I met Ryan in a Facebook group. I was like, hey, who's got, you know, who's good with membership sites? Ryan's like, hey, you know, I've actually got a membership site, 600 people, you know, paying 30 to $90. I'm like, all right, this guy knows a thing or two. I'll, I'll talk with him. Um, he did, we went on sort of a, a summit together and, you know, Ryan was giving a few tips to some people on the summit and I, I actually used his tips myself. You know, it was pretty funny. He gave the tip, which was one of the emails. Then I'm sure he'll get into it later, but I sent that exact email like a week later and it was like, the best email I've ever said, highest open rate, most click throughs, most replies. So I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. You know, I better get him on the podcast. Um, but apart from that, I know absolutely nothing about the guy. So I was hoping, Ryan, I could just hand it over to you and you, you tell us your story. You know, we, we know that, you know, you've now got a membership site with 600 people, but how did you do it? I, I did, I'm happy for you just to start where you want to start and, and share your story. If there's any nuggets along the way that you want to stop and expand and, and give tips to our listeners, go for it. But I'd just love to hear your story. So I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you. Fantastic. No pressure now, is there? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've always been that entrepreneurial kid. I was the kid that bought and sold stuff, um, would wheel and deal all the time, never really understood 
what I was doing or why I was doing it. I just absolutely loved it. I just had that inner drive and that passion for it. And my dad always used to laugh at me uh, about it. And I'd always be trying to wheel and deal with him. I'd be like, I remember one time a kid came into school and he said, um, oh, I'm selling my PlayStation and all of the games. And he had them all printed off on a piece of paper. And uh, I just said, I'll have them all. I was like, I'll have them all. I didn't even have the money. And I went home and was like, I was like, I'll bring you the money in tomorrow. I went home and said, dad, I've got to get like, I think it was like a hundred quid off him. I was like, I'm buying all of these games. And he was like, what? I was like, look, dad, I'm buying all of these games. Can I borrow a hundred quid? And he said, well, I used to work with my dad as well. When I was 13, he put me on his window cleaning company because I was tall enough to reach the windows. So I used to go out with him and he's like, I'll lend you it. And then you could just earn the money back. So I did that. But I knew that these games he was selling quick. And then I went and traded them in um, at the local trading in game shop and ended up with like £150 worth of credit. So I was like, just made 50 quid. Um, so I just kept doing that all throughout my life. And then, then I went away to university um, and I went to study physiotherapy. And in my very, very last year, um, well, while I was at university, I was selling makeup as well. Um, what did you say? Uh, man wear? No makeup, <laughs> actual makeup. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, it was crazy. All my friends took the mick out of me, and I'll never, was this ever, to be, ever was this forget. To be girls, was it, or what was the? <laughs> no, it genuinely wasn't. It was just I can make money at this because I know that I can talk to people, and I know that I can sell, and I also am quite analytical in terms of I can, I can very quickly get to a decision, and I. I almost instinctively know what I need to find out about that situation. So for example, with the makeup, it was like, okay, well, what has to happen? And this is one of my learnings right now. What has to happen for me to profit? So I, I traded on the Betfair exchange, um, which is where my membership website came in as well. And instinctively, I always think about this hypothesis. What has to happen for me to profit? What happens to happen? What happens to what has to happen for my trade to be profitable? So with the makeup, it was like, well, what has to happen? Well, firstly, very simply, I've got to sell the flipping stuff. Okay, can I sell the stuff? Yeah. Who am I going to sell it to? Well, it's got to be girls. Is there is there a population of girls in my university? Yes, there's more than men. And then when you work it down like that, you just get to a position and you're like ah okay so i can do this and then you know all my friends took the mick until they came into my tiny little one bed like my little what just one bedroom up a corridor and there was like 30 or 40 women like scrammed into this and they were like you're a genius you're an absolute genius can, can i um, can i jump in here a sec because i've i'm just writing some notes here i've got about three or four good lessons that i've I've picked up from there that I think would be good for the, the listeners. Are you okay if I do a quick share? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, go for it. I love that story you mentioned from the start, Ryan, where you said, "Hey, you know, I, you know, bought something for a hundred and I sold it for a hundred and fifty. And you know, there may be people listening to this being like, "Oh, big deal," you know, you made fifty quid, you know, oh, what do you do? But really, that's business. It's exactly, it's probably the exact same system that you're doing now with a few extra zeros on the end of it, right? It's like. It's like, you know, you've got to know how to, okay, if I can buy it for this price and sell it for this price, there's the, the arbitrage, you know, and that's essentially, you know, that, that's essentially business. So I think that's a cool, and Gary V, I'm a big fan of, he talks a lot about this as well, where he's like, hey, I love just going to a garage sale and buying something for 10 bucks and selling it for 50 bucks, you know, because I know that I've, I've got that skill. So I think that's, you know, that's super important. Uh, and I think it, it filters down to where you've said, hey, I can make a decision quick. 
because I think that's another good um, characteristic of successful people. But they've got to make the right decision, right? Because it's it's all well and good to make the decision quick, but if it's the wrong one, you're screwed, you know? But because you've been able to sort of work your way, you've done it, you know, with 100 quid to 150, it's obviously a lot easier as you're scaling up. Yeah. So I think that's a good lesson as well where, you know, if you want to build something now, don't think that, oh, wow, I better, you know, go and spend $20,000 off the bat to try and learn this thing here. I'm not saying don't. There's a time and a place for that, of course. But, hey, it might be a good idea to, to get some momentum first, you know, make a few dollars first and yeah. be like, hey, I'm onto something good. Now let me scale. So I think that was cool. Mm -hmm. And then the selling part as well. You know, we'll probably get into this later. But, you know, if there's, there's one skill with business, it's, it's learning how to sell, you know, and it's sort of, mm -hmm. I think it, it translates across everything. You know, obviously the easiest is personal, you know, on the phone or on a Zoom or something. Um, but even these days, a lot of it's via Messenger, you know, and it's, yeah. it's the same. Um, would you agree with that? It's the same skill set. You know, if, if yeah. you know how to sell via the phone, okay, you'll know how to sell via Messenger. If you don't yep. know that, you're gone. So I think that's yep. an important skill. But sorry, just wanted to give some, some takeaways there. Can continue on with this story here. So you've, you've got the makeup yep. business. You're doing well. Yeah, makeup business is flying. Um, and just while I remember there as well, just let's make a mental note to talk about how we actually now sell with the membership. And it is all via email. Mm. Um, and it's, it's been honed over, that, over many, many years to get to a point now. Um, so yeah, I'm selling the makeup. I'm trading on Betfair as well. And then, um, and then my mum rings me and tells me I've got to come home. Um, and my dad wasn't very well. So um, touch wood, he's okay now, but he had cancer. And he had built this window cleaning business that had, you know, given me so much. You know, my dad paid for me to be at university. He, we had these two cards that he would swipe in Sainsbury's, the supermarket in Lincoln, and I would get the money in Sheffield. So I, was, I could have my food and stuff. And he employed my mum and my sister worked in the business and he had men that worked for him. So it was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to look after that business for you, dad. Um, and then I increased the turnover of that business quite dramatically. Um, and I just loved it. I just found it, so, I found it so easy. And it was just people. It was, it was a people-based business. It was such a simple simple business window cleaning you know it was like we had gangs of lads that went and attacked housing estates windows they cleaned them all up they got paid for that and then they went home and it was brilliant so I looked at again I was like right okay well how can how can I scale this up with what we've already got um, and that's one of the sort of looking back now, that's what a lot of people can do already with a membership. They've already got a lot of the content. They just don't realize it. So quick little story there. One of my clients, handyman. And he was like, I can't have a membership. And I said, okay, can we just run for a scenario then? I said, what's your number one thing that you go and build? And he said, oh, garden sheds. So, so tell me about garden sheds then. He said, well, he says, people have bought a shed from B&Q, the, the DIY store over in the UK. He says, couple have probably bought it, all intentions of building it, and then it just gets put in the corner of the garden. I said, so how long on average has that shed been there? He says, oh, six months, eight months. I said, all oh, right. And then you charge to go and build that shed. He said, yeah. So do you, do you get 100% of the jobs that you go and quote? He said, nah, 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 probably 30%. I said, all right, okay. So what's the number one reason why people don't build the shed? Time, and they don't really know what they're doing. All right, okay, well, why don't you video you recording the shed once, building it once, and then those 70 people that you've now lost the work to, charge them 20 quid to mm -hmm. see the video. All right, so what else can you record? Because all that happened there was it was just a confidence issue. Once the man realized actually I could build the shed and there was a step-by-step -step guide and a checklist of everything he needed. He didn't need to worry about the shed. Then that gave him the confidence to do other things in the house. But anyway, um, we did the exact same thing with the windows. It was like, where else can we add money? Because some of the lads, one of the things that my dad always said was he wants the lads to have a great work-life balance. So they started early, but a lot of them finished at like 2 p.m., 2.30 p.m. So they could pick their kids up. Um, and he always said that. So I got them all together and said, does anyone want to make any more money? And it was like, yeah, my daughter's 16. Yeah, my daughter's going to big school. 
I could do with it's Christmas. I was like, right, okay, guys, well, we're giving out a lot of other work that is in our remit. So we've already got all of the kit to clean the fascias and soffits of houses. We've got the ladders, we've got the vans, we've got the buckets, we've got the materials. Why are we giving that away when it doesn't take that long? And some of you guys want to earn a little bit of extra money. So we, we started adding that in and then we started to pick up some commercial type contracts because I was going, again, analytical. Well, it takes two minutes to drive from that estate to that estate. Or we've got like three houses in that street. They're parking up and then walking around. So it's like, where are we losing time all of the, all of the time? Where are we losing it? And then it was like, well, industrial units and commercial, where they're all in one area. We had, we had a row of like 18 shops that went this way and this way. It took like two hours to do this. But it was window, 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 window. So it was just turn up, do it. So then we started to do that. Then we started to get to cleaning schools windows because again, it's all there. And then usually it's like, we want the inside doing it. Um, so I think my headphones have just dropped. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. All good. While you're doing that, can I, can I summarize a bit? Because I think you've made some really awesome points there as well, Ryan. So as you're, um, as you're fixing that up, I'll do a, a quick summary here. Two seconds. Yep. Can you hear me, by the way, Ryan? I can hear you awesome. perfectly, yes. Awesome. Cool. All right, cool. I'll, I'll sort of recap and, and you do what you've got to do on, on that end there. So I love that story you mentioned about your client, the handyman. And there's two really good points there. You know, I think one point is he was good at what he did. He had a system and then it was just a matter of saying, right, you know, I've got this system. How can I essentially get it online? So I think for anyone watching this, if that's you, if you've already got a system, think about, hey, how can I get this online? And there's a lot of things, um, a lot of people I speak to are a bit scared of doing it online because they think it's not as good. Uh, you can't do this online. You know, you can't do fitness online. You know, you can't um, do hairdressing online. You know, what, whatever it may be. And here's my take on that. I'm not saying it's as good. Like my background's in fitness, right? An online session is nowhere near as good as a face-to-face -face session, right? But you can probably sell it for way cheaper and you don't even need to be there and you're getting money for doing nothing. And for the customer, it's better than nothing. Maybe they don't have 50 quid for a one-on-one a -on -one PT session, but maybe they've got 20 quid to buy your, your membership site. You know, so it's like, we're not saying it's better, but it's another, another option, so why not? So I think that's a, a good message for anyone watching this that's like, oh, you can't do it online. You can do pretty much anything online. I'm pretty sure I could learn brain surgery online if I really wanted to, you know? I'm not gonna be as good as the freaking surgeon, obviously, you know, but it's like, you know, you can still um, learn something and don't go out and learn brain surgery online. I should probably put that as a, as a caveat. But the, the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't have to be as good as your face-to-face -face service. It just needs to be good and more value than what you're charging. Uh, and also on the other side as well, the reason why that works so well and I love it is because the handyman had a system, all right? Yep. If you're watching this and you're like, yeah, I want to have an online course or a membership site, but I don't know what I'm going to teach. Well, you need a system first. And the tighter your system is, and, and usually a system comes from doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. Let's use fitness as an example. Great. You've trained 100 clients one-on-one. -on -one. You've got a good, you, you give them the same thing, you know, or hey, this person wants to weight, weight loss. I'll give them something like this, you know, but you need the system first. So I think that was important. And I just wanted to, to do a quick point here because um, if you're listening to this, what I'm picking up from Ryan and part of the reason of why he's so good at what he does is he sort of looks from the outside in. 
right? Pretty a lot of what he's done, especially with the window cleaning business, it's not Ryan going out there and cleaning the windows, right? Nothing wrong with that. You're gonna go out and clean windows, right? But if you do it, it's gonna take up your time. What I'm seeing here is that Ryan's got a team that's going out and cleaning windows. Ryan's sitting at home thinking, okay, thinking, thinking, okay, what about this strategy? What about this strategy? What about this strategy? So I think that's a good lesson as well. If you're trying to do everything on your own and you're trying to work in the business, it's going to be hard to get results like Ryan, right? But if you can find a way to leverage and you don't need it, obviously he had a team of window cleaners. Okay. He had it right. But you know, we're not saying you need a team of window cleaners, but just have a think, how can I leverage? You know, is there some ways that, you know, maybe someone can do as a favor for me. I do a favor back or, you know, is there a yep. way I can do a group thing? Is there a way I can do an online thing? You know, because the more you can get it out of doing the, the actual grunt work, the more time you have to be creative and, and to think. And that's, and that's what I'm hearing a lot from Ryan. And also if we circle back from the start, I think a lot of it comes from his very first, you know, he put in, put in a hundred quid and made 150 quid. Right. And, and the other reason why I think that's so important, if you go back and rewind it, he remembers it like it was yesterday. It must be such an important time in his life that I don't know how long ago, but it must've been, you know, years ago, but it's etched in there because it's learned all these lessons. He's just learned that system. Hey, if I put in a hundred bucks, how can I get 150 back? And then he's just scaled it throughout his life doing that. So Yes, continue on. Yeah, and I think just there, if, if people are going, well, how do, I, how do I actually learn how to get rid of a task or whatever? Well, start by writing down everything you do daily. Then start everything you do weekly and everything you do monthly. And then start color coding that. On what job do I absolutely hate? And then go, okay, is there a piece of software that will automate that job for me? If not, okay, is there a VA I can do that? Okay, yeah, great. If not, and you are, you just, you, your business cannot afford that, because you do hear people come on and go, you just need to outsource, you need to outsource, and people are sat there going, yeah, but where does that money come from? So if you, can, if you can't afford to outsource right now, on your calendar, just put once a week, once a, every two weeks, thinking time. And I want you to get like a noise cancelling headphones, go somewhere quiet, grab a piece of paper and just think about your business. And if anybody is telling me or thinking that's all right, but I don't have the time, scroll through your phone, go onto the settings, go into the screen time. <laughs> just tell me how much time you spend on Instagram, right? And now tell me you can't give me 30 minutes a week, okay? So, right. Because um, that will be, the thinking time will be the biggest changer of your business. Uh, I guarantee I, it. I do it every morning, Ryan. So yeah. I, I, and I purposely do it in the morning as well. So that way it's like, and there's another one as well. Just freaking get up 20 minutes early, you know, get up 20 minutes early and, you know, and just think, think, think. Um, yeah, I do it every day and I, I love it. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, it's such a good thing to do. So, so yeah, we, we built the, the window cleaning business up. My dad walked in the door of the office. Now he used to have these whiteboards with the wrap, with the round on, right? the walls were covered, like they were covered in whiteboards. And he was like, what the freaking hell have you done? And I was like, I found it quite easy, Dad, to be honest. It was like, once we got that contract, then they got, they connected us to that person, then they connected us to that person. We did a good job and then more and more people started connecting us. And we did that things like, how can we maximize, again, how can we maximize what we've got? If we cleaned a house here, we would put a poster or a leaflet in this house, this house, and the three opposite it. And it was very, very simple. It said, have you seen number? And then we'd write the number windows. They're looking sparkling because they were cleaned by LWC yesterday. If you want your windows to look as good as your neighbors, give us a call. And then we used to do, it's like the lead magnet. If we were going into another area, we would clean the kitchen window for free. So we'd say, oh, have you, are you interested in having your windows cleaned? Oh, no, we've got, we've got a window cleaner or no, we, we do them ourselves. I'd say, okay, not a problem. But just because you've taken some time out of your day to actually answer the door and talk to me, not just tell me to F off, please let me clean one of your windows for free. We usually clean the kitchen window. The psychology behind that was the kitchen window is the most used window in the house that you actually look out of because as you're washing the pots, you look out the window and they would go, they would ring us up and say, you little buggers. They're like, you know exactly what you were doing. And we're like, do we? 
What? What? And they, they're like, well, I've been cleaning. I've been cleaning my pots, looking out the window, thinking that window is so clear, but it looks awful on the inside. The one that I've cleaned. Can you just come do it? Boom. So we did that. Um, so then, what happened from there was. My dad decided to sell half the business literally that afternoon. He literally sold half the business. There was a guy chomping at him for a while to buy the business. He kept the contracts that I personally had personal connections with because he said, we're going to honor them and et cetera, et cetera. But then that got me like, oh, right. Now I'm going to do something else. I'm going to, I'm going to do something else. I don't know what it is yet. But I've been trading on Betfair for years alongside all of this. And then I got this phone call, what, like literally a few weeks after my dad had come back and I was still sort of in the office with my dad and helping out and bits and bobs. And it was Betfair saying, can you sort of help teach what you do? And I was like, no one wants to know this. And they're like, no, they do. And then, um, so I started teaching what I was doing. And I just found that people were like, Ryan, that's all well and good, but I'll be totally honest with you, mate. I'm not going to do that. Can you just email me every day? with like your your research and I was like hell yes I can 15 pound a month come on then um so then I built a business called Bet Green which was a membership site and I knew nothing about membership websites I didn't even know that this was a membership website I just thought I'm doing this anyway so it's like what I've always done I'm doing this anyway if I got people on my list I could just pay, they could just pay me by PayPal, 15 quid a month, done. I built this website on Wix of all places. It was horrendous. I can still see the images that were distorted because they were too big, but I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing. I don't care. Just like, boom. If they buy this, this was my overthinking as well. If they buy this in its worst, worst, worst form where I have spent like, 20 quid on this Wix website we've got a winner because if they buy it when it's awful they're gonna buy it when it's better and that's my personality as well it's like I get obsessive I can very very quickly work it out and then go right let's test that there is the lesson here if you test something test it cheap test it quick explain the process to people say to them that this is a beta version it's a founder version it's whatever it's it's, it's version 1.0 and i'm going to build this like an app where it's 1.2 1.3 1.4 i promise you every version will get better if you stick along with me so people were paying me for it i was like what is this this is crazy um so i built that up and that had a, a fair few hundred people paying me and then i just had this idea one day I was sat I was on the computer and I was in the old Betfair forum so that's, I used to go in there and I used to interact and it was like this place is horrible this place is not nice at all there is horrible people in here it's like there's got to be a better place so I opened up a tab I was like Betfair forum non-official Betfair forums and just looking through and I was like there isn't one hmm. okay well, I thought, well, people know of me in the Betfair world. I've got people on Facebook that have added me to connect with me. I've got members of a service already. I'll just build another one. So instead of building the Bet Green brand into that, I didn't. I bought a new domain name, which turned out to be the best thing I've ever done because it's a really strong domain name. I bought the, Bet, the domain name BetfairTradingCommunity.com. So it's really strong. It says what it does. It's really strong domain name. And um, I just created a free Facebook group that started chucking people in. And then just going, okay, how do I get better at this? Okay, so I've gone to YouTube, Facebook group specialists, sit there, watch it, make a few notes, listen to some podcasts, connect with some people on Facebook. Oh, you've got a massive group. How did you do it? Kept building it and building it and building it. And then I was like, right, okay, so now I'm going to start the beta version of the group. So I was like, guys, I'm closing down the free group. Um, I'll be honest, it's taking up a lot of my time. I'm giving you a lot of my time as well. Um, And I'll I'll be honest, I make more money on Betfair than I do from this. So I need to charge for this to recoup some money. So I was just like, it's going to be really cheap. It's going to be really beneficial for you, £7 a month. 
It's like, seven, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Seven pounds. Like, all of my products are priced really low online. I got hundreds of people in there. And it was like, okay. So it just kept building and building and building and building. And then one day, as with all kinds of communities in life, there is a little superstar in there. And you just see them. They just come in. And then they sit there, effectively like they're sat in the middle of the park, they're spraying passes around, and you're just like, oh, they're a little bit good then, aren't they? And um, he sent me a message and he said, Ryan, can I come and see you? Because I want to chat to you about trading and various different bits and bobs. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. You're, you're active in my community. You're, you're a super user. And he was like, I just want to say, as um, I respect you so much and I've learned so much from you, I've always wanted to do my own service. And I was like, I could tell. I knew that that was coming. I could just see it. And he said, um, but I just wanted to say out of respect to you, I wanted to actually come look you in the eyes and tell you that's what I was going to do. And then my brain's very quickly just gone, what would happen? Because the members do like him. He's very good. He's different to me. He's got different set of skill sets. I was like, just come on board, mate. He was like, what? I was like, just come on board. Like, I'm locking you down now. Like, I was like, come on board. I was like, I've got a vision for this business. And I understand that my personality isn't right for some of what I need to achieve. Your personality fits perfectly with my personality. So come on board. And he was like, okay, cool. So then he comes on board. We make, in like three months, we make more progress on what I wanted to make progress on than ever before. Ever before. It's like, wow. Okay. So then we wanted to build software out as well because this was a membership and we, we taught and we emailed out and we had video trainings. And then we were like, well, we want stats because I'm using stats every day. And I was actually compiling these spreadsheets myself. That was part of the value of the, um, the membership. And then I had a VA scraping and doing different bits and bobs and I would crunch some numbers. And I just said in the group, which is another lesson for people, mm. it's like, guys, this is what I do every single day. This is, you use it, like you use this. Would it be beneficial if we allowed you to do something with this? What would you want? What do you want it to do? And they were like, oh, we'd love it to be able to, we'd love to be able to put our own numbers in and then get a sheet like that. And we were like, okay, well, let's do that then. And then we thought about, well, actually, we do this every single day. Can we build a system that saves the parameters? So we don't need to do this every day. How can we speed this up? How can we automate it? It's back to that daily, weekly, monthly. It's always trying to optimize that so you do the best tasks. And then one of the members actually on that post said, I've already got, he sent me a message and said, I've already got all of this, Ryan. I built this for myself. I was like, hey, he's like, I built it for my own trading. I'm a, I'm a coder and I'm ex-corporate. So he's very much like the integrator style personality where I'm that visionary, like I will knock on all of those doors. I will hammer down those doors until I get the result. I will not take no for an answer. You cannot insult me. It's like I've got skin like a rhino. He's the, he's the integrator. And I was like, well, can I have a look at it? So he comes up to Lincoln. And then he, I'll never forget, he walked into my office and he filled the door. He was huge. And I thought, whoa, he is one big guy. Really nice guy, had some coffee, showed me all this software. And he was like, I never thought about monetizing it because I just use it for my own trading. But actually, maybe I should monetize it. And again, I'm like, you are. And you're monetizing that with me, my friend. Like, you're not going anywhere. Like, I, it's like Pokemon. I'm collecting all of you. Like, but then it's that, it goes back to that building a team. You can get so far on your own. And people said to me at the time, the first time, they're like, you're crazy. You're giving away a percentage of your business. I said, yeah, but 100% of nothing is 100% of nothing. Mm. Like, this guy's good. He's got talent. I wouldn't do it for everybody. And it wasn't, it was a process of me seeing him repeatedly. Like, 
this kid didn't just turn up and go, Ryan, I want some of your business. And me go, no, 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 no. I'd seen months and months of him turning up every day, doing what he said he was going to do. Actually sticking to that. And then the same with the other guy. So then we fast forward a few years and we're like learning all the time. And we read a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. And we implemented this into the business. So then I took over sales and marketing. Adam, the integrator, took over the operations of the business, building the software and running the dev team. Because now we have a team of devs as well. And then Martin took over running the forum. We doubled our turnover in six months. And it was like, these are the roles we're supposed to play. Mm -hmm. So then we started to increase the price. So we were like... Gradually, we went from seven to 15 for the first month and then 29.99. And we got rid of the trial month now. So if you don't, if you want to sign up, it's 30 pound. Like we don't do a trial. They say, why don't you get more members if you do a trial? Yeah, but we'd also get more people leaving because people are just coming for the freebie and then doing one. I don't want to disrupt the harmony in the business. Um, so then we just kept going and building. And then the sort of two big, big takeaways that we've got from this business are, well, there's, there's three actually, is outsource as soon as you can. So just outsource as soon as you can. Get somebody better doing that task than you because that's been a game changer for our business. It's freed up my mental space to be able to do conversations like this, to get proper fired up talking to you. But then I come off this call, what do you think I'm going to do for the rest of the day? I'm going to smash it because I'm fired up, because I'm doing what I love, what I'm good at. And then the second one is culture. And this one is like, so the reason I built BTC, so if we go back in my story is, I hated the people on the Betfair forum. They were horrible. It had to be a nicer place to go. People were scared of asking a question because you asked a question and people was literally getting bullied online. It was horrible. And I was like, I'm not going to stand for that. Like, no, I just, so, and I'm very to the point, a spade is a spade with me anyway, and I will call you out. So it's like, no, the one rule of this business, the culture in which I'm building this business is that no question is a daft question. I don't care how much money you pay me. If you're a member of my community and you ridicule somebody for asking a question, you're gone. There's not even like, I don't even have a word with you. You know from day one, as soon as you come in, you know the culture. If you break that, you've gone. That... That has changed my life because it's not just the membership that's got the culture. It's everybody we bring in. It's me. It's Adam. It's Martin. It's in our marketing. It's in when we hire, when we bring a VA, when we bring a dev team in, when we are making decisions in the business. Everything, everything is tied to that culture. That is the culture. And then... The third one is have a system. But when you also have a system and you have a team, because now we've been talking about culture and outsourcing and, and having a team, help that team. So one of the things that, that we do is we follow the traction framework for the business anyway. But when it comes to the rocks, which are the big things you're working on that quarter, I added in a personal development section because what would tend to happen in the sort of five minutes when we were warming up on the meeting, I'd go, hey, Martin, you know, you mentioned that book that you read. What was that called again? That sounded really good. We've all got similar personalities, albeit different traits. And then Adam would say, oh, I've read a book like that. I'd download that book. I'd read it and go, that was good. So I said, guys, we always talk about books and courses that we're doing. And now we're in these roles. Why don't we have a personal development section. So in every single meeting now, we go through one book. It's a requirement of the business that you read one book every single quarter. Then I had this brainstorm that was like, we've got devs, we've got VAs. Why don't we ask them what they want to learn? Okay, what, what do they want to learn? So we have a podcast, it gets edited by a lady. Then we have audiograms done and emails created and someone else edits it. I said to her, hey, Marilyn, what do you want to do? What do you want to learn about? She's like, I'd love to learn about the post-production process. All right. I'd love to learn about creating audiograms. I'd love to create marketing material. Some of the things that I do and somebody else does, it's like, 
she's already doing 90% of it. It's like the ball's on the one yard line. We're just handing it off to someone else to get into the goal. So, so that is that. And then my biggest, like if you're thinking, if you've got a membership or you've got course, ask, ask your people, what do they want to see more of? What would they miss most if you took it away? And what would they miss the least? Because people love talking about themselves. People are fundamentally motivated by their own self-interest. They will tell you that stuff. That on its own has enabled us to get to where we are. And now we have various different products as well. We have the different product ladder. So you, you spoke about the $30, 30 pound, which I think is $60 in Aussie money. I think yeah. you're double. So um, that's the first level. But we then included like extra bits, private coaching. But then we had all of this video resource and we were like, well, people keep saying they don't want to pay monthly. Okay, maybe they pay a one-off fee to learn because they're coming in. They're not actually ready to be in a membership. They're not ready to be around people who are at the level of trader that that some of us are at and that scares them i think they'd like a bit more information they want to learn and they want to be a better trader first so we sell a course and then the course funnels into the membership so then all of that happened and then um alongside all of this this that so now we've like proper fast forwarded i'm 32 now and we i started doing that at like 23 24 um like properly but just because I'm a proper student of the game, I love digital marketing. You know, I'm lovely. I'm a big fan of like Shramco and Ryan Dice, a digital marketer, and you know, even the old guys like the copy guys like Dan Kennedy, Rich Sheffron, all of these guys. Because I've spent so much time learning, and I'm a real student of the game. My friends are going, "Can I build a membership?" And I'd be like, "Well, let's have a go." So then we'd build a membership and then a friend of a friend would ask and then a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. It's like, I love this. Like, I, this really, really juices me. And I've got a team on BTC, on the trading community, that's like, they handle a lot of the workload for me. I've got time to then go and do this other thing that I love. So then I create the membership mastery, which is just where I literally go, okay, so what do you want to build? Okay, let's get it built. What do you want to launch? Let's launch it. And let's scale that bad boy. And, but for me, it's very, very important that I've got that experience and I still have that living, breathing membership. Because like that email, for example, that I, I shared with you, I've tested that on thousands and thousands of people. So when I say this is like I've A-B tested this. So I've tested this against another email here. I've seen which one wins. I've dropped the loser. Then I've put another one up and changed it very slightly to get to that result. It's real. Like it's actually happened. And it still is happening. So that's the other thing for me. It's like I want to make sure that I am running, I am first, and I am everything I do and everything I say has been tested so that you can then use this while you're using this, this will get your results, but I'm testing the next thing. And then I'll tell you that, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how it all happened, really. Love it. Well, I'll, I've got a few questions, and then we'll do a bit of, bit of a wrap. Um, I love that last point you mentioned, how you're actually running a membership site, because you see a lot of the gurus these days. They're like, hey, I make you know $100,000 a month. But they make a hundred thousand dollars a month from your money that you paid them to teach them the thing, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, at least it's like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm making money off you, but I've got my whole other side business here, which is what you want to do, you know. So I think that's cool. Um, now I'll do a bit of a wrap in a sec, but I think we we share the email, Ryan. Is that okay? That if you share yeah. the email and why you do it, let, let the let the audience know, and we'll do a bit of a wrap after that. Yeah. So I have a why do you hate me email. So this email, uh, the initial idea come from Ryan Levesque and then I started tweaking it a little bit and it's basically if you get to the end of your sales sequence and you haven't got the results or you even have got the results that you want, the people that haven't bought, you send them a very cheeky email that's like, why do you hate me? And it just goes very similar along the lines of, hey, so I've been talking to you for a couple of days now and um, I just want to know, why do you hate me? with like a winky emoji, a bit tongue in cheek. And it's like, I'm only joking, but 
are you crazy? I've been trying to sell you this product and why haven't you bought? It gets so many responses. And when I told you about this email, I'm on your email list and I remember this. I was sat feet up in the living room scrolling through my emails and it said, Jono. And I was like, and then the, the subject line, I was like, oh no, he hasn't. Oh no, he hasn't. I pressed it and I was like, he's going to do so well with that email. And but what I liked most about the way that you did that is you took my base template, you added your personality to it, so it worked for your audience, and then you got such a good response. Boom, done. Yes, I. Um, anyone listening to this, if you're, and there's two things. A, I think I got a few sales from it, but B, I just got really good feedback. It was like, yes. shit. That's what people think. Oh, and, and in two different ways. I was able to reply to people individually. Oh, no, hey, yeah. it's actually like this, not like this, you know? And then yeah. also just good feedback. Oh, okay, so this is what people think about me. This is what people think about that. Okay, cool. How can I change my marketing? So I think that's awesome. Um, hey, I want to be respectful of, of your time, Ryan. And that was such an amazing story. I've got so much notes here, but I think the best thing I can do is just summarize those sort of points at the end there that you mentioned. So one of them was outsourcing as quick as possible. I'm a huge fan of that myself. And I even take it that step further, right? Because here in Australia, uh, the minimum wage, if you want to go and be an Uber driver, it's about $20, 20 Australian dollars an hour to be an Uber driver, right? Uh, you can find a VA, but give or take about five or six Australian dollars. So, you know, my suggestion, yeah, so my suggestion for anyone that's like, you know, short on time, I would just be like, hey, go and drive Uber for a couple hours, make 40 bucks. There's, you know, there's um, six or seven hours from a VA that you've got there. So I would get really, really creative. And even in Australia, even if you go and work in a pub on a Saturday night, you might make a hundred bucks, you know, with your, your wage and your tips or whatever. Hey, you may not, might have to do that, but then be smart with that money. Be like, cool, yeah. all right, with this hundred bucks, I'm not going to blow it or I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to use that hundred bucks to invest someone else. There's, you know, um, 20 hours that a VA can work for me for that, you know, but I might work one Saturday night in a pub and then cool. Now I've got a part-time VA that can springboard me um, forward there. And that's, what I think another big, big um, part of your success, Ryan, is this, you look at what you're doing. Okay, right. How can I outsource? And then I'll do the next thing. How can I outsource? Then I'll do the next thing. And it's like a, a continuous game because there's always something, right? There's always like you, you'll hand something off and then you'll come up with something else. But then you'll have yeah. that thing off and then come up with something else. Just, yeah, and it, it just allows you because it's like the old saying is, hey, there's only 24 hours in a day. Yes, if you're doing it on your own. But you know, really, if you've got you know, 10 people there, now you've got 240 hours and you can obviously do more with it. So I think that's important. Um, culture, huge in many different ways. For most people listening to this, it will probably be in their memberships, whether it's their community group or whether it's their, their paid group. And I learned this the hard way when I used to run a fitness boot camp, right? Same sort of thing. It's, it, you know, a fitness boot camp is essentially a membership site, just a, you know, a face-to-face -face one. And what I realized, there was one um, really negative person in this boot camp, right? And whenever this person would come, uh, it would bring the mood down, right? And uh, long story short, uh, I didn't even think I kicked her out. I think she stopped coming, right? Uh, but as soon as she stopped coming, my members actually, my, my numbers increased in my boot camp. And I was like, hold on, sometimes it can be better to get rid of one person, even if they're paying you, right? Because yeah. that one person that's paying you can turn four or five people away. So I think that's, that's key. And what I learned in boot camp is, all right, if someone's negative, I'm um, going to strategically put it in a way where, hey, you know, you either become positive or you F off. They're your two options. You know, yeah. and I've got some strategies, obviously, to do that in the fitness world. But even in, in the online world, in this Facebook group, I just remove someone. You know, if you, yeah. if you if someone asks a question and you give them a, a negative thing, I don't message them. Oh, hey, can you be nice next time? You're gone. Because mm -hmm. if, you do, if you're that sort of person, you're not the sort of person I want in my group. You know, yeah. so I think that's um, an important attitude for people listening there. Uh, the system. So I think that's good in, in a few different ways. Firstly, I think half of success is is, well, yeah, it's having a system and sticking to that system. You know, it's like, if you just jump on, all right, right, what am I going to do today? Okay, I'll post on Instagram. Okay, tomorrow, what am I going to do? Ah, I might go and, you know, do some cold calling. It just doesn't sort of work. But if you're like, all right, hey, I know, you know, if I go and, you know, send um, 10 um, friend requests on Facebook a day, 
And then I know, you know, five of them are going to accept me. And I know, you know, two of them are going to um, join my Facebook group. And then I know one of them are going to buy. Okay, well, then it's predictable. It's like, all right, cool. You know, all I got to do is this every day and I'll get sales. All right, cool. Maybe I don't need to go and, um, you know, send these messages. Maybe I can hire a, a virtual assistant to go and do that for me, you know? And then you can just go from there. So I love the system. And the personal development, so important. And what I've sort of realized in, in business, there's a, an old quote, it's something where like, um, your, your financial development can't overtake your personal development or something like that. You know, it's like, you can only get so far in business, it's always the, the personal sign that's, um, you know, it's gonna take you there. And then the ask, you know, the, the best, and the best way I like to do that is simply on Zoom like this, you know? Go and, go and do a Zoom with someone. Hey, Ryan, you're in the membership. What do you like? Why do you like it? What do you not like? Why do you not like it? And it may, you may get some hard truths. You know, you may get some, it might be confronting. You may think something you were doing was good that isn't good. Um, but really, that's the best feedback you get. And you just make it better and better and better each time. But um, hey, I want to be respectful of, of your time there, Ryan. So that's, um, I don't know what the time it is in the UK, but it's six o'clock over here in Australia. Uh, is there anything you want to finish us off with? Or is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Mm, no, I just reiterate what you said about the, the ask. If you are thinking of doing this, then jump in groups, ask questions and just see and just let your, let your flow go that way and just investigate it. Don't put barrier up, see what happens. And I'll even just piggyback off that a little bit. Here's a point you mentioned earlier, right earlier in the call, something about people. You know, hey, this business is, is all about people. Um, I think most sort of memberships are. So my suggestion would also be get good at people, you know, do whatever you can to, to learn people, know how to talk to people, you know. Uh, my favorite book for that, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would have read this one, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, hey, I want to be respectful of your time, so I'm going to end the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.